What's up, everybody? This is Sports on the Brain, and I am your humble host, Mondo. And this is where you are going to get your sports wired just a little bit differently. So welcome to episode two of the opening weekend doubleheader of Sports on the Brain. And today we're going to talk a little bit more baseball, uh, some old school versus new school stuff, something that we're going to be talking about as the year goes by. But just want to kind of start the conversation today. And then what I want to talk about also is how mental health is really being affected by the games, the sports. That's I mean, this is what we're going to be talking about and specifically about getting back into the ballparks and stadiums, how that is affecting people in a good way or maybe in a not such a good way. So we're going to talk about that. But welcome to Sports in the Brain. Let's do this. Let's keep this thing going. Subscribe, follow, hit me up on podchaser.com and leave a review. Thank you, guys. On to the rest of the show. Tradition. The dictionary says it's the handing down of information, beliefs, and customs by word of mouth or by example from one generation to another without written instruction. That's Merriam-Webster. So baseball and tradition kind of go hand in hand. I mean, that's what it's been like for well over a century. And for a lot of old school people like myself, that's part of the fabric of baseball. It's tradition. I mean, it's something that you, it's a constant. It makes you feel good. You know what to look forward to every single year. And it makes you just feel warm and fuzzy. Now, for a lot of people, especially nowadays, let's say new school, tradition is a dirty word, you know, and that's in a lot of areas of our society, but specifically baseball, um, tradition is, it's old hat. It's not necessary anymore. It's just not, it's, it's, it's just old, you know, it's dusty. Things need to change. And we kind of find ourselves there right now in the game of baseball is baseball, a sport built on tradition, well over a hundred years old is at a very, very interesting point. Some say maybe a tipping point because baseball is losing fans by the year tv ratings are down attendance is down and you know they're trying to do a couple things here and there to kind of tweak the game but baseball is kind of falling by the wayside it used to be the american pastime it was a global sport and it's being replaced by uh, other american sports and it still hasn't superseded soccer football for my international friends out there as a global sport So it finds itself in a very, very interesting and difficult position of holding on to tradition, to the things that have made the game, the foundation of the game, the things that fans like me love. I love the traditions of the game and the different things, uh, you know, take me out to the ball game and the nine innings and extra innings and certain rules and everything that you just expect with the game. But there's a whole generation of fans now that are not watching baseball. I can't understand why. Well, I can't understand because the games are really, really long. And for some, a pitching duel when there's no hits and no runs going into the ninth inning is boring. You know, a traditionalist like myself, I love that stuff. 
I mean, give me a pitching duel all the time over a 12 to 10 home run bashing derby for a game. But, you know, TV ratings and attendance also say differently. So how does baseball solve this problem? How does baseball kind of move into the new age, modern times, uh, while holding on to, to the traditions that have made the game what it is and a game that so many people love passionately, passionately. I mean, that's sports. I mean, when you, there's a certain sports that you love, it's, it is just woven into your fabric. So what does baseball do by keeping the old, but embracing the new? And, you know, one of the things we'll, we'll talk about this. This is something I want to talk about over the year, not just with baseball, but with all kinds of other sports, whether it's here in the United States or around the world. But one of the things, the interesting things with opening weekend here in baseball and uh, this whole freshness about the game and, and and new younger players on new teams, players switching teams or rookies coming up or, you know, things like that. We have this whole generation of players that are embracing personality, their, their independence. They like to express themselves. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, there's a lot of old farts out there like myself that maybe in the past really were kind of against it. You know, it's it's kind of like there are certain unwritten rules of baseball, you know, that, you know, you're not supposed to violate because if you do, it's uh, it's violating the tradition of the game. Well, some of those traditions are are being challenged. And in the past, uh, they were kind of shut down and muffled. Uh, even by, you know, other players in the game, veteran players saying, you know, you just can't do that. But it's changing. And the question is, is that a good thing? And for baseball to, to survive, is it a necessity? You know, let's just talk about one thing real quick. One of the unwritten rules in baseball, and it's, uh, it's, it's kind of fun for me to talk about today, and I'll, I'll share with you why, but the bat flip the bat flip after the massive home run, whether it's a home run to win a game or just, or just during uh, the uh, somewhere during the game itself, during a dramatic moment uh, back in the day, not too long ago, if a player went to bat and smacked a home run and, and, and just, you know, you weren't even supposed to stand there and watch it, let alone flip your bat. You hit the home run and you, you book around the bases, you come home, high five your teammates and carry on. So players got into watching their majestic home runs and the other team didn't like that. And a lot of times you'd get a, you know, the next player up would get hit bean by a ball or maybe the next time that player that just hit the home run came up, he'd get hit by a ball or brushed back. Well, you know, people like to see the home runs. Major League Baseball has embraced the home run. A variety of rules have changed, increasing home runs, whether it's making the ballpark smaller, juicing the baseball. They say they don't, but juicing the baseball to make it fly farther, whatever it is. But home, but Major League Baseball has embraced the home run. So you have to accept some of the things that come along with it, like staring and watching your, your home run. Well, the second thing is, and this is kind of in recent years, and even more so in the past couple of years, is the bat flip. You know, years ago, this is back in 2015, uh, Jose Batista, 
on the uh the i think it was the toronto blue jays at the time and this was in the american league divisional series it wasn't even at the end of the game i think it was game it was it was like in the seventh inning and he crushed the home run crushed it and he did a bat flip for the ages and uh i mean i mean it, it's already in historical context and people lost their minds you had half the people and fans that were loving it it was great it was just it, it was such a incredibly emotional moment and he just kind of uh let it go literally <laughs> figuratively let it go and there were a lot of people that did not like it whether it was the other team or other fans or even in baseball they thought they thought it was a disrespect to the game and a disrespect to the other to the other team to the other pitcher um and i could see that argument with the old school traditional rules and ways of thought. Well, let's fast forward now to the past couple of years. Uh, we have players now who like Fernando Tatis Jr., who just signed a massive contract, is one of the young, fresh faces in baseball. He's he's he is exciting. He's got all the talent in the world. He's he's just he's a fresh face. He is a marketer's dream come true. Everything. He, he expresses himself with, with his hair and the color of his hair, and I'm sure with, with his clothes and things like that. And he had a bat flip that a lot of people took uh, took offense to. I think it was last year. And, you know, he, he, caught, he caught a lot of heck for it. and But he also got a lot of support for it. You know, so... We have now this conversation happening. All right, so what's good for baseball? Well, baseball says the home run. Well, what else does baseball need? Baseball needs a little personality. And like I said, I'm old school, but I do see it. As a Met fan, um, I'm super excited because we got one of the best young players in the game today, uh, Francisco Lindor, who we traded for this year. Same thing. He's young. He's awesome. I mean, there's no no doubt about his skill level, but he's got a lot of personality. I mean, he he's immediately, you know, pretty much become the face of the franchise, at least from a marketing and personality point of view. In a game where self-expression wasn't always something that um, was embraced at all, now we're kind of looking at it as something that's necessary, I mean, honestly, for the survival of the game. I mean, I love the game. I mean, I'm going to watch it no matter what, whether it's the most popular sport in the country or the least popular sport in the world. I'm still going to watch it. But for a lot of other people, especially new fans, you know, the guy, the people like me, the guys and gals like me who have been watching baseball their entire lives that were raised on baseball and some of their most foundational sports memories are wrapped around going to the ballpark or watching the game on TV, we're still going to stick around. You might lose a couple of fans if you start changing things like that, you know, that extra inning starting on second base kind of thing. I don't like that. That'll, that'll be another conversation. I don't like that. But from right now, we're talking about the the ability to express oneself, whether it's through your hair, what you wear. Bryce Harper on the Philadelphia Phillies, he wears these crazy cleats with the Phillies fanatic on it. You know, that's a <clears throat> just a short time ago. That's a big no, no. And now the bat flip the ultimate sign of disrespect to the other team and the other pitcher, which in days not so long ago, like I said, would have warranted, if not 
a baseball drilled into your behind, certainly some chimney music to knock you down to the dirt. But that's not really happening that much anymore with the rules that have changed in the game. So my question to you is, what do you think about it? Do you think that it's a good thing with these young players, you know, being able to express themselves and doing the bat flips and and just kind of like overflowing with personality in, in, in a game that has been steeped in tradition and and just not changing it being very resistant to change so i think that's really one of the interesting things and we're going to talk about this whole old school versus new school issue in baseball and other sports around the world because i mean because the world is in the midst of change whether we like it or not the world is changing and some things will never ever go back to the way that they were and in some ways, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, change is good. Not not for the sake of change, but to grow, um, whether you're, whether you're as, as a person. But here, you know, talking about sports, years and years ago, I mean, the NBA, and we'll talk about this too, I mean, the NBA went from being a <clears throat> modestly watched sport to Michael Jordan coming into town and dunking the ball like no one's ever dunked the ball before to now where we are now where dunking gets you on all the highlight reels for every sports TV show, you know, the dunk, the dunk, the dunk. And for the longest time, people like that has taken away from the game. It's not what the game is about, but the NBA has exploded in popularity. And I think that baseball is certainly looking towards the NBA and other sports. I mean, all these, all the major sports look at one another to see what works, you know, whether it's the NFL, major league baseball, the NBA, um, premier league soccer, you know, rugby leagues, they're all looking at their competition in the other leagues to see what are they doing that is giving them this success. <laughs> Listen, let's face it uh, for, for the leagues success usually has to come down with money and revenue. So TV ratings, advertising sponsorship all these things you know these these are the things that the powers that be that are running these leagues are looking at and you know what things that they did not necessarily want to change or embrace in the past well the almighty dollar sometimes uh, helps them make their decision or at least certainly speed it up but it's here you know whether whether the old school traditionalists like myself likes it or not, change is in the air in baseball. And you know what? I'm I'm not necessarily saying it's a terrible, terrible thing. You know, quick aside, I'm a Mets fan. Yesterday, in the bottom of the ninth inning, Jeff McNeil, our second baseman, comes to bat. We are we are the Mets are losing. We're down a run. We're about to lose this game. And he just blasts, blasts a beautiful, beautiful home run into the upper deck in the right field stands. And he does this awesome bat flip. And in the past, I would have been like, don't do that. But it was awesome. It was honest. You know, it was raw. It was pure. It wasn't staged or anything. I think that's the big thing. It's one thing to be phony about something or to rehearse something. But when it's just a pure reaction and a pure display of emotion, that's one of the things I love about sports. That's one of the things that makes me come back 
for all these sports is to see these these the players and the coaches and the fans just overflow with joy during certain certain things and like like the majestic game tying home run you know whatever the sport is so should we should we suppress that i i, I can't say that we should you know that's what that's what it's all about i mean that's what sports is all about at least for me and for a lot of a lot of you guys that are listening here because sports is so much more than a game. It's it's how it makes us feel. It makes us, I mean, my day was great after that. I could tell you that right now. Isn't that what part of all the good stuff is? I think so. Fun fact. If you're a vegetarian, then you probably won't like this one. But um, something that I didn't know is... Did you know that baseball fans eat enough hot dogs each year that can stretch from Dodger Stadium in California to Wrigley Field in Chicago? That's about 25 and a half million hot dogs and five and a half million sausages sold every year. So lots of meat links. Just thought you want to know. Fun fact. What the heck? Does going to a baseball game and mental health have to do with each other? Well, to me, it means a lot. This week, last weekend, baseball opened up and uh, people are coming to the games. Now to a, a different degree in each, in each ballpark um, around the country, we have limitations to how many people can come to the games. Anywhere from, you know, 12 to 45 percent of maximum capacity, depending on the state that you're in, is how many people are allowed to come to the games. If you're in Texas, to the chagrin of many, <laughs> um, there is uh, it's wide open. It, they can have full capacity as long as you wear masks. So I am not going to get into the debate about coronavirus and masking and social distancing because everyone's got an opinion and you know how that goes. I guess for me, what I want to talk about is the importance of being able to get back to the ballpark and watch a game and how it relates to the mental health of all of us. Now, for some people, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, for a lot of other people, it is, like me. For some, getting to the ballpark is a right. It is a right. You're not going to take away my right to go to the ballpark. I don't care what you tell me. But for a lot of other people, whether they're in that group or not, getting to a game has so much to do with their mental health. People have been cooped up for the past year or more and have been told you can't go to the games. Just watch them on TV. If there's been a game on TV, and that's okay, because when, when the games have come back, I've watched them on TV, and I've thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it but for a lot of people getting outside and going to a ballpark to watch a game means everything and it should not be dismissed by others just because it doesn't mean that much to them in my opinion and that's a beautiful thing about this podcast because it's just my opinion but in my opinion 
being able to get back and go to a game is incredibly, incredibly beneficial to the mental health of a lot of us. It really is. And for someone to say that it, like I said, for someone to say that it's really not that important, it's not that big of a deal. Well, then, you know, you're not in this group. You're not the person that's listening to this podcast because to you, sports is just something else that you, uh, um, pass by on the television or that somebody else is watching or gets kind of crazy on because they're putting on a Jersey or they're painting their face or some other crazy thing. So I'm not talking to those people. I'm talking to you guys, you know, our group, our tribe where sports is so incredibly important, not just to our daily lives, but for people like me and maybe for people like you, it, it, it helps and soothes and heals the ills that we have in our brain. Going to a game is, gosh, I, I, I don't even know really how to describe it to somebody who, who hasn't been there before. But if you've, if you've been there before, then you know what I'm talking about. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible the levels of joy that the game can take you to. And also to the depths of despair. <laughs> but either way, it's it's it gives you an opportunity to let loose, to purge whatever's going inside. I don't know how to describe it. For those of us, for those that are listening, that this doesn't make any sense to, it probably still not going to make any more sense. But for those that it does, you get me. You understand. You know, so... Even for me, watching a game these past few days has been great. My wife is, you know, <laughs> she knows I'm nuts. You know, I'm getting all giddy and excited. I'm putting on my baseball jersey before the game starts, and I'm going outside and firing up the grill and all these things, and the kids are like, woo, woo, yeah. And that's just watching it on TV. But getting up, getting outside, leaving your home, and going to the ballpark is a great thing. And I'm not a psychologist, and I'm not going to give you all the stats and research and stuff, but just as a person, going out there and being with other people, other human beings who share and enjoy the same thing that you love is something special. It does something to us. It does do something to our brain. It does do something for how we feel, and even if it's just for the entirety of the game, you know, two, three, four hours, maybe. But you know what? Even if it's just for a few moments during the game, you know, we talked about this. We're going to be talking about it. It is about the moments. Sometimes short, brief moments have incredible monumental effects on us. It just does. And isn't that one of the reasons why we go to the games? We, we, we root for our teams. We want them to win. But you go to a game, and even if you watch it on TV, when we have to, you know, some of us don't have a choice. But going to a game, going to a ballpark does wonderful things. And if it means that you have to social distance, so be it. If it means that you have to wear a mask, so be it. But you know what, too? Don't tell me that I can't go and do it. Because you know what? I need it. 
I really, really do. After this past year, year and change, I need every little bit that I can get that makes my brain function a little bit better to get through the day. So if it means I get to go to a game, scream like a madman or mad woman, if you're a woman, and that makes me feel good, let me do it. That's why I love sports. And if you don't understand that, you know, please stick around. Because if you stick around long enough, you'll figure out why, why we do, why we love the sports. But if you do love the sports like I do, then you understand. You understand what it does. It makes a bad day good. It makes you look forward with hope to the next day. And that's just sports. And that's one of the reasons why I love it. So, episode two is in the books. Book them, Dano. If you're old like me, you know what I'm saying. But anyway, thank you for joining me. Opening weekend, doubleheader for Sports on the Brain. It's been so good. And I, like I said before, I'm so thankful to be doing this, to be doing this with you guys. It is a journey. And if you haven't been able to figure it out yet, it's about sports and our brain and all the good things that come with it. All the things that no one talks about, no things that no one wants to talk about, but the things that we want to talk about. So thank you very much for being here. Subscribe, follow, hit whatever button you got to hit so we can stick around and do this. We'll be here next Thursday. We'll be here every Thursday. I'm still figuring this out, but right now, check me out on Facebook. Hit me up on Twitter. Uh, rate me, review me on podchaser.com and any other place that you can do these things. So thank you so much, guys. I love it. I can't wait to see you guys next week. This is awesome. I'm Mondo, and this is Sports on the Brain. <coughs> Maybe that's a mental health moment. <laughs> Have a great weekend. <laughs>